from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Screeners. This is Chad. I'm Chris. I'm Melody. I'm Daniel. And I'm Josh. This week, we have an exciting show. We're going to be talking about It Follows, as well as a slew of other exciting things. But as always, we are more interested in hearing from you than we are from each other. You can email us at screenerscast at gmail.com. You can search for The Screeners on Facebook, or you can find us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. All right, you're in for a great show, so let's get right into Jump Cuts. Jump Cuts. Jump Well, hey, guys, for our Jump Cut session this time, we're going to do something a little bit different, which I'm super, super excited about, um, because there haven't been any big theater releases in the last couple of weeks. We are going to do kind of just a what have you been watching segment, which I'm excited about because I don't get a chance to watch a whole lot of stuff. So it's always fun to hear recommendations from these guys of things that they're watching that might be interesting and worth the watch. So we're just going to go through and maybe hear about a couple of things that you guys have been watching and uh, whether you would recommend them to our listening audience or not. So Josh, let's start with you. Have you been watching anything is our question. And by the way, before we start with you, I would just like to say welcome back. We missed you very much last show, and we are very happy to have you back, as promised. I wouldn't, get, I wouldn't go too far with that line I'm of thought. Well, let's not be too positive. Hang on just a second. You haven't heard what I have to say. Jo- Josh know. wasn't on the last episode? <laughs> See? See? Oh, welcome back. Barely noticeable. Back. All right, Josh, what have you been watching? Well, I'll answer your first question. I do watch things from time to time, more things um, on television than in the theater, because... Who cares about theaters? Am I right? Am I right? Oh man! <laughs> well, what I'm here for? What I'm here for? It's called a it's called a foil, Chad. Um, so, anyways, the thing that I finished most recently, the show that I finished most recently, is True Detective's second season. And since I think it's uh, Chris who's the only one who's seen any part of the second season, yes. I can't say a thing about it. So, I will. My comments are that. The first season was better, and that's all I had to say. <laughs> nice. Um, but C- considering the first season was sort of it, biographical for you, I, I can understand. <laughs> Time is in fact a flat circle. I am back here doing this show when I tried to escape the orbit. <laughs> Josh, but can, can you at least tell is us, is it worth the watch? Is it, is it worth investing Oh, 10 or 12 hours. I don't want to even hear this answer. Uh, yeah, Chad, does, no one wants to hear it. No, I, I can't accurately answer that question because it involves me telling you why I think that. And <laughs> it, wouldn't even, it wouldn't spoil the plot at all. It's just that I don't want to color perceptions. But oh, that's what we Josh. Josh. Thank that's you, what we Josh. Here on the podcast. Perceptions is Josh gonna color? Just read through the lines. It's terrible. Just like everything is terrible. Don't watch it. Thank you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Chad, you know me so well. We're, I know. We're That's why we're friends. friends. But to follow that up, um, I've been, we've been lacking half-hour shows around this house since Parks and Rec ended. We got through the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is great, by the way. It is great. Um, so now we've gone back and watched a British show that's a few years old called The IT Crowd, which is hilarious, and you should watch it. You've got to make it past, well, 
I thought the first few episodes were funny, but it picks up after the first few episodes, and it's great. Is that show still watch. going now, or is it? Uh... It's on Netflix. It's uh, it was 2010, I think, to like 2014 or somewhere in a four-year window. That's not now. So you're actually recommending this to watch? Yes. No, I wow. love British comedy. All right. That is high praise. That is high praise from Josh. All right. Well, Chad. I'm sure you've been watching many things. What would you like to talk about? Yeah, I actually caught up on a couple of older movies. Uh, believe it or not, I still have, I receive these things in the mail from Netflix. They're called uh, Blu-rays. What? It's like this physical, it's like a circle. You put it in a deal and it plays movies. I know I know. we don't speak that language here with our resident cord cutters. but uh, Really? It, you still do that? I still do that. It's how I catch up wow. on some of the older stuff. So I watched a movie called The Equalizer. With Denzel Washington, it's kind of an action movie. Uh, it's more like a superhero movie, though. I mean, he has some of the most insane superpowers ever. But it wasn't. It's so um, it's so over the top that it actually is somewhat watchable. So I would say if you dig action movies like Taken and that kind of style of movie, you probably will have a lot to like in that one. John Wick, and if you're looking for something uh, John Wick that's somewhat is, watchable, yeah, John Wick is way better. John Wick is oh, way okay. better than The Equalizer, but it's it's still got a lot of style. It's cool, but. My wife and I both enjoy musicals, and so uh, growing up as a kid, one of my favorite movie musicals was Annie, Little Orphan Annie. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I was excited to see the remake of that because Jamie Foxx is a great singer. I was just, I thought it would be good, uh, and boy was I wrong. That is one of the <laughs> worst movies. Uh, the music is okay, but it's just awful. It, I had to make myself finish it. Um, it's not funny. It's not enjoyable it's just not good and so that was that was really disappointing but um yeah so that's really all i have to say about that it was it was really really rough so that's what i've been watching uh recently all right well chris what about you i know that you have been watching many many things what would you like to talk about today so there was this amazing television show one of the very best television shows of all time oh god it just ended oh its run on television it got canceled that, you mean that was a, a show called hannibal <laughs> Uh, not enough people watched it. You're right, Josh, and I blame you and everyone else on this it. podcast. Your hate makes me strong <laughs> <laughs> for not watching the show because it is incredibly amazing. Anyway, so I am going to miss it, but it ended uh, very well. Uh, they did a great job of being able to give us some bit of closure while also leaving the door open for future projects. So I'm hoping that Hannibal lands someplace, whether that be a television show or I'd love HBO to pick that show up. It would be so awful. I mean, so amazing just to see that in its full glory on HBO. But Hannibal, three seasons. First two seasons are available on Amazon Prime Instant Video at the moment. And if you've been uh, following us on Facebook, we just announced that now you can actually download stuff from Amazon. So if you're going to be going on a long flight over the next couple of weeks and you're looking for something to binge watch, Download those episodes for free if you're an Amazon Instant Prime. Oh, man, Prime. You, you ought to be on their payroll. This It's amazing, Chris. You've extended <laughs> this thing for like a year. I don't even know. I don't even, because I it's amazing. Even, I can't wrap it's my so head around great. how much you love this show. It's ridiculous. And you guys aren't watching it. You guys are doing other things. You're watching other shows. Correct. And it's just not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to continue this. I'm going to start watching them again. I'm going to start oh, from episode God. one. I oh, my word. And I'm going to tell you all about you watch it. them again. Does that count? <laughs> anyway, okay. So uh, also there's been two other shows I want to mention real fast and then uh, I'll be done. But number one, Rick and Morty. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before, but this is an Adult Swim 
uh, show that is basically if Doc Brown and uh, Marty McFly uh, actually lived together in a family setting and went on crazy adventures and did amazing sci-fi stuff. It is it's a lot more vulgar than that. It, yeah, no, it is. It is. It, it's definitely vulgar. It's definitely um, not for kids in any way, shape, or form. But uh, Rick and Morty. Very funny if you're looking for something, you know, light and uh, just great. And then also an HBO show that is also pretty vulgar is called Ballers, which is uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Because um, The Rock is in it. Yeah. Us. He is great uh, in this. He's actually very charismatic. Uh, I like The Rock in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. I think he's good. He He's really good in this as well. It's an HBO series about uh, a financial management group that helps NFL players uh, manage their money, and it's just, it's really, it's quite good. Uh, so check those out. Hannibal, number one, before you do anything else, and then if you must watch something else, Rick and Morty and Ballers would be good choices. Mm, are you still talking about Hannibal? I think he I is. dozed off again. Our mm-hmm. audience has already Great. left. They were like, here we yeah. go again. Sorry, people. <gasps> All right, so hopefully someone can wake us up with something new and exciting to talk about. Daniel, I know you get to see a lot of stuff ahead of the game, ahead of time. So have you seen anything awesome that you want to tell us about? Yeah, yes. Uh, I saw Everest. So it comes out September 18th. So So for us mortals, and that's uh, in, we'll get it in a couple weeks. (laughs) Yes, you'll you'll see it in a few weeks. But yes, I was lucky enough to see it. Um, Like I said in the last episode, I'm a sucker for a good disaster movie. And so um, I enjoyed it i thought it was pretty good uh it's not like mind-blowing or anything like that but it was a really solid movie i do want to say if for those of you who are going to see it and if you've seen the trailer it's a pretty intense crazy trailer Mm -hmm. uh you should know it is not a thriller um that that would have helped me to know going into the movie it is Mm -hmm. not a thriller the the trailers the marketing department has definitely let the film down in that regard it is a drama there, there's a little bit of action, but it, it is a drama through and through. So don't go into it expecting crazy things to be happening throughout. But um, once you embrace that, um, it is it is a pretty enjoyable movie. Uh, it's got some got a good cast. Um, it looks pretty good uh, visually. I won't get into spoilers, but I uh, have some major problems with the third act. Um, they really rob you of some uh, needed emotion. But overall, I did like it, despite despite the third act. I, I really uh, did enjoy the movie, and you should definitely go see it on a big, big screen. So check that out on September 18th. I don't know that we can trust anybody that recommended San Andreas. I'm just going to be honest and put that out there. <laughs> Watch it, buddy. That's uh, a great movie. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You said the word great. <laughs> Are you and Chris related somehow? Are you like long lost brothers? Or- no, he would have been. He would have watched Hannibal if we were long lost brothers. Oh, he would have and it's back again. Okay, <laughs> well, thanks for that, Daniel. Good to know about the uh, the pacing because definitely from the trailer, that film seems like it's going to be a rush the whole time. So good to know. We will check it out and hopefully give it a review here on the podcast. So I have one thing to bring up. I did manage to watch something, so I'm sure that we're all proud of that. A film that a a friend that has questionable taste in movies recommended to me. Just kidding. It was Chad. Uh, Recommended to me St. Vincent, which Uh is came out not too long ago, 2014. It's with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy. And it's just kind of like a slice of life movie, which Chad told me would warm my heart Uh and make me happy. 
And my conclusion is that I think he was right. I think he was right. It was really good. I liked it a lot. I cried. I laughed. Mm -hmm. It was it was a good it's good great. story. Very inspiring. And also sad too though, but in a good way. In a good so. way. It's about the good in the world. It's hope. Yes, it is. It is about it is about finding the good in the in the not so good places, which mm -hmm. is yeah. It was good. So I would recommend that to just about anybody. It was very enjoyable. St. Vincent is great. Have any of you guys seen St. Vincent? Yes. I have not. It's very cute. Oh, <laughs> shut meaning. your face, cute <laughs> San Andreas. <laughs> cute. It's really, I like, like it. I thought the acting was amazing. Melissa McCarthy was awesome. Bill Murray is always great in those types of roles. And then Naomi Watts was in it also. And I thought she, I thought her character was very interesting, too. So yeah. it was really great. And the kid was great. It was great. Everyone should see it. It's great. Great, great, great. Uh-huh. Super great. Cute. Well, I'm not sure that that gives you guys a whole lot of recommendations to watch, but it's what we got for tonight. So I think Daniel has something for us. All right, well, if you like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter or any of those social medias, we posted an article earlier in the week entitled The 10 Worst Best Pictures of the Last 30 Years. So I am a huge Oscar junkie. I don't know about you guys. Yes. Um, I It is a religion for me. <laughs> so I have uh, I, I've, I've watched the majority of Best Pictures, so I've seen everything on this list, but basically it just takes through it takes you through the past thirty years and lists ten Oscar winners for Best Picture that this author does not believe was deserving of the award. So we're just gonna go ahead and walk through this list. Uh, it's in chronological order and we're just gonna sort of take it one at a time and and see if we agree with this author or not. So the first one on the list is from nineteen eighty five out of Africa. How many of you have seen Out of Africa? I have. Can I just say that in 1985, weren't all of you not born? Shut I, up. I, I was two. Born. I'm just saying. I was two years old. <laughs> I was not. When in 1985? <laughs> <laughs> you, were that, you, had that great, you had that great month in 1985, didn't you, Josh? I was negative seven at the time. So Goodness, it's ridiculous. Uh, oh my gosh. Ridiculous. Children. Jeez. Jeez. But I have seen the movie, and it's awful. Uh, <laughs> awful? Wow. So pretty this, much... San Andreas I, was great. Right. Out of, out of, out of Africa <laughs> was awful. <laughs> That's all why right. we well, brought you on to the podcast, was that cutting inside, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, do you disagree, Chad? I mean, do you like Out of Africa? No, I don't like it. And one of the things that this author does is she mentions the film that she thinks should have won. And in this case, she thinks The Color Purple should have won. The Color Purple is in my top five movies of all time. I think it is a masterpiece. And so I agree with her that The Color Purple should have won and Out of Africa is kind of eh. Have you guys, anybody seen well, The Color Purple? Yes, I, uh, absolutely. It's an awesome movie. I love that movie. I love it. I mean, it's good. I don't know, top five of all time. That's. I guess that's another discussion for another time. But, mm -hmm. uh, it's no San Andreas. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that can haunt me for the rest of my time here. Yes. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you, you say one little thing and it's it's over. Yeah. Or you could be like Chris and say three thousand little things and it never ends. So <laughs> both, both, both methods work. Great. Squeaky wheel. Well, 
yeah, I can't. I can't. Out of the other nominees that year, uh, I can't see anything better than the color purple. Um, I mean, Kiss the Spider Woman, Prizzy's Honor, and Witness. Uh, yeah, I mean, none of those really. We got really ten more movies to get through here, man. <laughs> okay. Good, Good call. Good call. Let's move it along. All right. So the next one on the list is Driving Miss Daisy. The the author says that Dead Poet Society should have won. I guess I'm I'm on board with that. Anybody else? How many of you have seen Driving Miss Daisy? I have. I. I've seen it a long time ago. I remember being kind of bored, but Dead Poet Society might be one of my top five of all time. So I would totally be on board with that assessment of that particular nomination. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Yeah. Uh huh. So wait, I, I I understand. So can I just ask this question? Is this is this okay for us to do this? Like, is this is this something that we 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 should like be doing? Is this like questioning? The Academy Awards oh my God. winners. <laughs> like, is this, is this something we the should really? The of integrity that they are. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah, who are we? Who are we? Exactly, Josh. That's what I was asking. Are we comfortable? No, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. I think anybody that's ever read a live tweet of the event of the Oscars from Josh will realize our level of respect <laughs> for the Oscars. <laughs> that is the only reason to watch the Oscars, be, in my opinion, is to read Josh's live <laughs> That's awesome. Running commentary. All right. Sorry. I just had to say that. I thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Uh, Dances with Wolves uh, from 91. Uh, they say Goodfellas should have won instead of that. Uh, again, I don't really have any arguments here. I mean, I like Dances with Wolves, but... Uh, Dances yeah. with Wolves fellows. is so boring. Like, it, literally, you could put that thing <laughs> on... And, You're so dumb! And literally <laughs> put anyone to sleep. And just, I agree, Elaborate Mel- on Mel- that. I like where you're going, Melody. Let's let's walk this out. Chris is so let's dumb. This. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, English Patient uh, from 96. They say Fargo should have won, and I wholeheartedly agree. I My inner Elaine Bennis comes out when whenever somebody talks about <laughs> the English patient. It's it's horrible. Yeah, I did never understand why the English patient was so popular. I, I didn't either. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's weird. It, it, just, it, it just seems, I mean, it's, I think she even says it here. I don't, I can't, I can't remember which one, but it, it's an okay movie, but Academy Award winner, like something that's going to be it's written down for all time. It's, yeah. 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 I don't seems understand odd. that. Just seems odd. Yeah. yeah and it's and Fargo. It's incredible. I mean, it's yeah. Well, and Fargo yeah, I mean, stood the test of time. For That's sure. true. Yeah. Uh, the Coen brothers are quirky. I understand how some people would watch that movie and be like, what, what am I watching right now? Like, but it is very much, it is trying a lot harder and succeeds a lot more in every way than the English patient could have ever even hoped to, hoped to do. So I agree with Fargo's trying and does a lot more than, than the English patient. There's no doubt. Agreed. Next. All right. Number five is Shakespeare in Love. Uh. And they say Private Ryan should have won. This oh. is the most accurate thing on this list, no question. Yeah, uh, I, I just assumed Saving Private Ryan had won that. One year. of the worst yeah. snubs Joke. ever. And I actually remember I was still at, in college when this came out in, in one of our classes. Uh, a, a professor that I think probably all of you guys uh, had, Dr. Kaling, was lecturing the class and telling us how Shakespeare in Love was going to win. And it was like a super heated argument where everybody mm-hmm. in the class was like, are you insane? Saving Private <laughs> Ryan is going to win. And then when it didn't win, 
I didn't even go to class. I was like, I can't even. I can't even look the man in the <laughs> face. Face him. I couldn't even do it because it was so. I was like, I'm. I'm in. I'm in a universe that it, it doesn't exist. It made no sense. Now Spielberg did win Best Director, but this is awful, 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 yeah. awful. Yeah, that's one of those odd times when a, a director. Because normally those two things go together. You win Best Director more more times than not. You will also go on to win Best Picture. Um, just because those two things normally go hand in hand, it's difficult to separate those two things. But Shakespeare in Love, I, man, it was so weird. Like it was, I it felt like um, when I was watching it. Like, uh, do you remember that Drew Barrymore movie Ever After? Do you guys remember? Was that is that what it was I called? I do. Yeah, that's what it always reminded what? me of. It, I, I, I know it shouldn't, but it just I always com- now, put I, those two together. I, do, I have to admit that I enjoyed Shakespeare in Love because of the Shakespeare, just because of. You know, the prose and and just because I enjoy Shakespeare. But when you put these movies up next to each other, it's just it's not even close. And this is part of what we can talk about. And I know as we get through this list, Josh will probably have some comments about a specific movie. But the PR PR campaign and the political trying like the Academy trying to make a statement versus awarding the best film oftentimes happens. And this was one where. The Weinstein's have been, you know, infamous for their campaigns to get their movies, and this is a classic example where that that won. Unfortunately, that was like their first big foray into the Oscar campaign, and so I guess they just sort of changed the game with the way they did it. That's why they won, apparently. So. Yeah, make but anyway, sense. moving on, Gladiator in two thousand, and this author says that Aaron Brockovich should have won. Hmm. Yep, no. I totally, totally disagree. No, I, yeah, I think that's stupid. I Gladiator totally was awful. Oh, Gladiator was awful. is not. Oh, what are you gosh. talking about, Josh? No. Go back and watch that movie. And is, is this Rome or is this 2000 America? Russell Crowe. A Russell Crowe can never shake his accent, no matter what movie he's in. He has the same voice. That's and it's your annoying. problem, right there. And number Russell two, Crow. the script was written like it was supposed to be set in ancient Rome, but had so many modern idioms that it was distracting and. Incredibly obnoxious. Murdered father, and I shall have my vengeance. Come on, Josh, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it was, That's amazing. Are you not entertained? I mean, come on. That so was a great moment. Don't be Bloody. a party pooper. We're getting to my favorite part of the list, though. This is this I is good. Know. Oh yes, I I, I, do, I actually do come. agree that Gladiator as best picture of the year is a stretch, but it's definitely better than Aaron Brockovich. That's just yeah. Aaron somebody can somebody tell me. Can if you look me? at what, what we still talk about, Gladiator has lasted far longer than Aaron Brockovich. Nobody talks about Aaron Brockovich. That's true. Aaron Brockovich comes on yeah. TV and you recognize it right away. No, that it so, may and be And I have house. no idea what Gladiator is when I see it come on television. <laughs> what is that? Happen? They're wearing Halloween costumes. Of course you know what it is. Halloween costumes. <laughs> Aaron Brockovich still has some acclaim only because it was like the only role Julia Roberts ever did that was, that was a standard out role so like for her yeah she probably should have won the oscar but for it to win best picture i don't even understand that at all she did she did win the the oscar yeah yeah but it was you know the movie was forgettable yeah i'm i'm so confused i'm looking at the 2000 maybe it's 2001 that it's supposed to be because whenever oh yeah it is okay Sorry, this this article says 2000. The movie was made in 2000. Yeah, but it's actually uh, the 2001 Academy Awards. Yeah. What else was nominated since you're there? So, uh, Chocolat. No. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Maybe. No. Great movie. Great movie. Aaron Brockovich. No. And, no. And, 
and Traffic. No, it's Gladiator. Uh, Out of that selection, it's Gladiator. I, I, I yeah. totally agree. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, Aaron Brockovich this, was a good movie, but I think Gladiator of those nominations is is the best because one. it was an epic. Like, what did Gladiator have to say for itself other than we're people in costumes hitting each other with swords? Oh, come on, Josh! <laughs> what the one? Yeah. What was Watch it? it again. Oh. You won't. To be fair, there were a couple of movies that this article lists that weren't nominated, The Matrix yeah, and Fight Club, say. which, yeah. I mean, Fight Club was come wonderful. on now. The, both Matrix, of those when it came out, was, was, was deserving of something. No doubt. The Ma- I would have had no, I would, I would watch The Matrix and probably Fight Club over Gladiator for sure. But they, it wasn't nominated, so what are you going to do? Yeah. Totally. All right, yeah. let's move on. So yes. uh, number seven is Chicago from 2002. This author says that the pianist should have won. I'm probably going to be in the minority, but I really like Chicago. Oh, I, I love I Chicago. Oh, I like Chicago. Yeah, I right, think great. Chicago. What else was nominated that year? Gangs of New York, Ooh, The that Hours, better. The Pianist, and The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Gangs mm-hmm. of New York's the best movie out of that grouping. In my opinion. Well, I actually haven't seen The Pianist. I always meant to, but I've seen all the rest of them. Pianist is wonderful. I don't know. I really like it. I love Chicago, too. I really do. I I love Chicago. I thought Chicago did some amazing things to bring back what we now consider to be modern musical. Absolutely did. So, you know, I'm not... I'm not going to argue with that. Did Moulin Rouge come before it or was it after it? No, it it, it did. Uh, I think Moulin Rouge brought the revival. Well, yeah. no, but see, the Moulin Rouge was was a little bit. I feel like was just a little bit different than what Chicago did. I, I think that Chicago did a very clever thing in that a lot of the music numbers in that film were in the characters' heads. Uh, just I like the way that they dealt with the music. Anyway, I just thought it did some interesting things with the film, the storytelling, and the music it, that no other film. It had took done. a stage play and made it cinematic, and that was cool. That was cool. Yep, it was very cool. But I remember watching those that Academy Award specifically and being on like edge of my seat, like hoping that Chicago would win and being very happy when it did. So same. Yeah. There's actually something to say about this particular pick in that, um, the author goes for the pianist, which is more Oscar fodder, like traditional Oscar fodder. And it's true. I I think it's good to point out that every once in a while, the Academy does have these departures. And at the beginning of the article, the author actually mentions Birdman, and I think that's the that's the same deal. Like Birdman isn't something you'd pick for best picture, but it won it somehow, anyways. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting that every once in a while they do. Every once in a while, there's a film that does things different that also is somehow acceptable to the Academy. Yeah, I <laughs> and, mean the perfect and, example of that would have been The Matrix, but they didn't. Yeah, yeah well, see, The Matrix is an action film. There's not many. It's true. So is Gladiator. Well, but I would, but just like Josh said, that was more (laughs) epic. Like they like the Ben Hur, like epic, crazy town, but a straight just guns. I don't know. The Matrix Matrix. is not straight just guns. The Matrix changed film forever. I totally. Hey guys, don't. I I would. I would. Why do you hate the Matrix so much? Don't even. Don't even put those words into my mouth. Because it mixes Buddhist and Christian and Hindu philosophy into one big unrecognizable mess. Which I. Sorry, did I say that out loud? Which I love. (laughs) Anyway, so we're not. Can you tell I used to watch movies? (laughs) Yeah. Can we get to the next one? Because it's going to be really funny. It's going to make me laugh. This is going to be great. Here we go. Yeah, so this is the big one that everybody talks about. Uh, number eight, it's Crash in 2005. 
and the author and the rest of the world says that Brokeback Mountain should have won. What do y'all think? I, I, I really enjoyed Capote that year, actually. What There's, was nominated that year, Chris? So we've got Crash was the winner, Brokeback Mountain, Capote, Good Night and Good Luck, which... Oh, my gosh. Man. Everything on that list. And then Munich. Oh. Munich. Everything. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot about Munich. Listen, I may, I'll put maybe year. Munich there. That was a good movie. Listen, M- Munich was not a good movie. Munich was a fantastic movie. Yeah. Totally agree Criminally underrated. That movie I've, is wonderful. Honestly, I'd, yep. free, I'd forgotten about Munich until this moment. I'm going to go and actually too. seek it out and watch it. So <laughs> I, I, I can't remember most of it. I disagree with both of this, the author's premise on both the counts yeah, here. I don't think Crash should have won, and I definitely don't think Brokeback Mountain should have won. Brokeback I, Mountain, trying to be sensitive to the cultural shift, and it was trying to make yeah, a statement. It's Oscar but fodder. As a film, it's, it's not yeah. better than Munich, Capote, or uh, Good Night and Good Luck. All three of those are better. Way Ang better. Lee. Yeah. What, what else has Ang Lee done? Um, the Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but I mean, what, what, has he done any other really great work? I just feel like that the was... Hulk? <laughs> the, the Hulk? The <laughs> Hulk? I don't know. I, I, I think I agree with you. Brokeback Mountain was cannon fodder. It wanted to take advantage of... No doubt. The, cultural movement at the time it's the same thing that happened when sean penn won for milk and over uh, rourke in the wrestler it was That's a sad right. true i liked milk i liked but, mil- i liked milk too but, but that, those performances side by side it's not even close not even close anyway sorry yeah, I, would, I would i think i would go with munich what 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 do you think about that daniel do you have an opinion on the i actually like good night and good luck uh more than all of those i just yes. really you, good night good luck is good yeah, yeah, that's a really good. But yeah, that's a tough year. That's a that's, lot of great movies. And Chris, how Except dare Crash. you? How dare Say that again? you? How dare me what? Ang Lee did Life of Pi, so shut your face. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Life of yeah. Pi. That's what I was, I was asking the question. Josh well, was he hadn't, negative. He hadn't done anything in 10 years. Him. He was due for a That's true. Something good. Life of Pi is Oh, I love Life of Pi. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. I digress. Great movie. So, okay. I I came into this list thinking that its its real main fault is that Crash is way down at number eight, where it, it belongs at number one. But Daniel pointed out rightly at the beginning that this list is in chronological, chronological. order, so yeah. all is forgiven. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this isn't this, this is Crash right. is by right. far the worst Oscar pick ever. <laughs> Literally everything that was nominated should have won, or it should have won. Yes. It was a I, terrible movie. Josh hates Crash so much, and it makes I, me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, Crash is not a not a. It no, look, deserve. look. Brokeback Mountain was political Oscar fodder. It's still a good Take movie. Take that times ten, and you have Crash. Yeah, no, I, I, we're, we're with you. We're with you. We're with, I, I think everybody. I don't think Crash is that bad. I don't Crash think it's a good movie, but it's deep not exploration of of racism in modern society. It was terrible. It was one dimensional. <laughs> it was forgettable. And I cannot believe it won anything. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to number nine. <laughs> I feel better this already. Is, I feel better this already. One, this one's angers me. I cannot wait to talk about this because I, I don't even understand how in the world this could ever be possible. It angers me too, the author's pick. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's that's foolishness. What I mean. It's so foolish. At number nine from 2009, we have The Hurt Locker, and it won, surprisingly, over Avatar. And if Wait. anyone says that Avatar deserved it over Hurt Locker, they're crazy. Yeah, that, <laughs> they're fired. Well, I read this article, and she was like, The Hurt Locker should not have gotten it. Do you know what should have gotten it? Avatar. I thought to myself, <laughs> okay, everything else you just said, I now have to question. So, right. so what was nominated? Wait a year, second. What was I will tell you. Listen to this. Listen to this awesome list. This is the year, or maybe it may have been the year before. It. 
Yeah, where they expanded it. So listen, yes. listen to these, okay? Hurt Locker won. A Serious Man, which is the Coen Brothers film. Which is a great, great, great uh, movie. An Education. Good. Avatar. District 9. Great movie. Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Precious. Right. The mm-hmm. Blind Side. Up, which was the Pixar film. Yep. That's right. And Up in the Air. Right. So I can think of... So this is another one of those where <laughs> I also I like The Hurt Locker, but it no one will ever tell me that movie is better than at least four of those other movies. I totally agree with you. Inglorious Bastards, Bastards was the best movie of that year. Yeah. Was the best movie of I don't even know. It that is Tarantino's masterpiece. And Josh, Insert, you shut up. Insert <laughs> Tarantino rant here. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. It's I, that Inglorious Bastards <laughs> is a masterpiece. I enjoyed Inglorious Bastards quite a bit, but District Nine. I mean, he. The the filmmaker has not made a whole lot of great. What's the who's the director again? Neil Blomkamp. Neil Blomkamp. He has. I think his the movies he's done since then maybe has tainted the feeling of District Nine. Anyway, I think District Nine was a masterpiece. I and I was in the middle of that movie and I just was blown away. Man, yeah, I don't understand. Like, why would she pick Avatar over? Yeah. Because Any she really movies. likes 3D camera technology. Avatar was fun, but Inglorious Bastards well, should have won that year. I think, I think the reason she picked it, I disagree, but I think the reason she picked it is that it, it, it's probably going to be talked about more in history just because of its technological achievements, because it's the number one of all time at the box office. So that m- might be why she chose it. I think she just works for Disney. Since apparently they're making an entire avatar park at Animal Kingdom for some wow. insane reason that I don't God. understand at all. But Daniel, you bring up exactly what I was going to say in that when you talk about Avatar, the only thing anyone can ever talk about is the technology that was invented for the movie. And that tells me that it doesn't have anything to stand on as a movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I agree. Inglorious Bastard should have won. Just embrace it, Josh. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I agree with you there. I, yeah. Quentin Tarantino has made one movie in his career, and Pulp Fiction was that movie, and everything else is just a rehashing of Pulp Fiction. You, the end. That oh, is literally are. the dumbest thing you've ever said. The Hateful Eight, I'm pretty hateful sure eight I looks awesome. Have you seen the Hateful Eight trailer, Josh? I have not. It's she on our Facebook it, but I'll go back so. and watch Pulp Fiction and let you know what I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to move on before yes. the fight breaks. It's about to happen. All right, so our last pick here at number 10 is the King speech from 2010. What I find the most interesting out of this is what she said should have won. She says either Black Swan or Inception, but the social network was nominated that year, which is by a mile what should have won. Hmm. So I'm very confused. What was nominated that year? Okay, here we go. You ready? We got the King speech. 20 of them. The King speech. Yeah, I know. The King speech won 127 hours. No. The Danny Boyle film. Black Swan. Pretty good. The Fighter. Chad, really good, oh, great, really good. Uh, Inception, no. the kids, <laughs> the kids are all right. Mm-hmm. The what? Social Network, mm-hmm. Toy Story three. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> True Grit, good, True Grit, and Winter's Bone, which of Winter's course Bone was great too. Yeah, Winter's Bone was good. You know, yeah. honestly, after hearing that list again, I I don't have as big a problem with the King speech. I, I, I was I wasn't as yeah. big a fan of the Social Network as Daniel seems to be. So what? Yeah, I would actually. I mean, I own it. It's good, but I didn't love it. I actually agree with you. I think I really like the King speech a lot, and I don't have a problem with it winning over all of these. Social Network would actually be my 
second pick, I do enjoy that film quite a bit, just because I like the, 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 the pace and the, the style of that movie. But The King's Speech yeah, is King deserving. Speech I, don't, I don't think yeah. it was not deserving. Right? I strongly yeah. agree. I, so, yeah, she, I don't know why she picked this one. I mean, if she, if she was looking for a 10th pick here, she, she passed over The Artist, even Argo. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not yeah, quite sure. Wait, what? What? Wait, was Argo? what was Argo well, against that was better than it? Whoa. I would say <laughs> someone's playbook. But uh, no. my point being, oh, what, Daniel, what, what is happening to you? That. No, wait a minute. Okay, here we go. This, 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 is, two, this is 2013. Okay, Argo won. Thank you. For, we're just going to bring this in. Uh, Armor? Armor? Yeah, Armor? Yeah, Beasts yeah. of the Southern Wild. Overrated. Django yeah. Unchained. Pretty good. L- Les Miserables. Ooh. Overrated. Les Miserables was wonderful. One of my favorite uh, uh, stage what, productions what, what, of all time. Yeah. Terrible movie. Shut up, uh, Life of Pi. Yes, masterpiece. Mm. Here you go. Here, here's your pick. You ready, Chad? Lincoln. No. Life of Pi was better. <laughs> Silver Linings Playbook. And then yes, what I would have chosen, because I really like this movie, Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty I like is a terrible. Lot of movies. Zero Dark Thirty is better than Argo. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, it's not. Are you, it is, you guys hated Zero Dark Thirty, and I that's did. fine. I did not I, like Zero Dark Thirty. I enjoyed it a lot. Argo was awesome. You Argo's loved Argo. Great. Argo was great. Argo's Argo was great. Hey. No, you are burying the lead. Daniel has been promoting the Silver Linings That's playbook true. over there quietly. That's <laughs> true. Hey, I'm not quiet about this. That is an amazing You have not earned day. tenure hey, yet, my friend. Listen, <laughs> Daniel brings ballroom dancing to the table, guys, okay? That's what he brings. Excelsior. Well, my point was that uh, I don't know why she settled on the King's Speech, which is a perfectly good movie even though social network probably should have won over it it's not really that big of a deal it's not like like some of these other ones daniel silver linings playbook what are you talking about man (laughs) okay Uh, no don't 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 say it's a great movie you call san andreas a great movie so don't call silver linings playbook silver linings playbook that movie was so overselling my love of san andreas but silver linings playbook it was my favorite movie of that year argo's incredible but What's wrong Man, with you? That is that's right up my alley. Depression. No, Chad. Emotion is right up uh, my alley, okay? Em- emotion. I was Bradley so Bradley Cooper is vulnerable, Chad. I'm sorry you can't identify with that. I couldn't. I was so disappointed <laughs> with that movie. I don't I love the fighter and I love the director's work, and so I was excited about it. Man, I just after it was over, I was like, that's kinda like a Saturday special, like on the Lifetime channel. It, it just is. wasn't good. Dude, come true. on. It's true. It Self so cool. True. Oh my! He never explained Excelsior. So real quick, oh, no. before we go, I yeah. would like to include in this list Birdman. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, for real. I, Shut up! I I don't I don't for the life of me understand how Birdman could win over either Selma or Whiplash. It just blo- or the Grand Budapest Hotel. All three of those movies are better Boyhood, than Birdman. Guys. Boyhood. I, I like Boyhood. I Boyhood's like Boyhood. not best picture I material. Like, I like Boyhood better than Birdman, but I don't think Boyhood as a film is quite as strong as a lot of people. It, everyone gets enamored with the project of Boyhood, right. which is great, and it was a good movie, but it's not best picture. It's not. It's not. But I would have had Grand Budapest, Whiplash, and uh, and Selma over Birdman. I just Birdman was again. I the performances were outstanding, uh, and the technique used to craft it was good, but. At, how it all came together, I was just, I don't, I just didn't buy it. Not for So me. wait, Josh, are, are, Josh, are you with, with Chad there or not? Uh, half and half. I mean, 
I, I like, like I said earlier, I like that it was a departure for the Academy and they went with this magic realism movie that you wouldn't expect to win. But when you put it up against a couple of the others that are on that list, a couple of them probably deserved it more. See, Josh yeah. and I agree. It's like cats and dogs living together. Everything's in harmony. That would be if Chris and I agreed every once oh, in a while. True. That is true. <laughs> that is a fair point. <laughs> no, I actually thought I was going to be agreeing with you with what you said previously. I, I, I like that they gave it to Birdman because I was, I don't know if I would say that I will ever watch that movie again or that I even you won't. liked that movie. But what it did, I'd never seen a film do before. Like it was, it was really a great, like you said, the performances were amazing. The cinematography was just incredible. It was a, it was a one shot. I mean, technically speaking, that movie should not exist. It was just it was crazy. I, I I agree. I appreciate I appreciate that aspect of it, and I can totally understand that that standpoint. But it's in in a category that is best picture against the others. It's I just don't think it's the best picture. I just all right. Yeah. I no. I, I mean, I I get the argument. I do. I I wouldn't go to bat for it because again, like I said, I'm not even sure I liked the movie. But you know. So, so as we're getting to know Daniel, I have a hypothesis here. Daniel, did you love the theory of everything? Um. I did not more than uh, not more than any uh, like Boyhood, Whiplash, even even Birdman. I like more than Theory of Everything, but I mean, okay. I did like it. Yeah. Okay, all right, that's good. I figured. Nice try. No, I'm just you know you might be a double feature with Silver Linings Playbook or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, didn't. I did. I thought Theory of Everything the the central performance was pretty good, but as a movie, I was like, this is not this is not worthy of the praise that it's getting, in my opinion. But whatever. Yeah, well, it got the praise because of Eddie Redmayne's performance. Sure. And because it's Stephen yeah. Hawking. Yep. Right, yeah, totally. So before yeah. we go, this article did seem to generate a lot of discussion on our Facebook page. Two of our listeners, Michael Cook and Colin Heckman, uh, had a good back and forth about Dances with Wolves. Michael says, Dances with Wolves was not bad, but Goodfellas was far better. I think we can probably all agree with that, except yeah. maybe, Mel- maybe Melody. But her criteria has to do with um, the handsomeness of the central character so maybe that doesn't count whatever and then, uh, i mean just go to the tape folks that's all i'm saying and then uh, <laughs> colin says uh, whichever movie beat saving private ryan on that list should never have have won i'm so glad i saw that in the theater i'll never forget that first half hour of cinema and i think we can all agree that that was kind of a oh, life-changing kind of no, experience in the theater did you guys all see that in the theater no, I was not old enough to I see was that. So yeah, I was five years old. I, uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, I saw it in the theater, and this is the honest against truth. I, I don't. Rem- I haven't talked about this memory a lot, but at the end of the movie, there was a group of veterans on the first, second, or third row, and at the end, they all stood up and saluted. It was oh my so goodness. powerful. Um, wow, it was, that's amazing! And, and it was, and they did it like in the last scene while they were at the graveside, which which Spielberg got a lot of heat for that, is trying to make it a little too sentimental. But for those guys, when that scene came up, they stood up and saluted. It was just oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. That's why you need to be at a theater, right? Oh man, the social. Oh man, that's incredible. Because that happens at least once every. And that's why Shakespeare in Love won. That's right. <laughs> People <laughs> like Josh. All right. So if you disagree with anything we said, and I expect you probably will, let us know on Facebook, and uh, and we'll have some good arguments on there. All right. So let's move on to the main event. Welcome to the main event. 
All right, so for the main event this week, like we said earlier in the show, there haven't been any big theatrical releases, or let's be honest, any theatrical releases that we care about enough to go watch. So we decided to do something a little different. We decided to do a cult following movie, a cult classic. And so I am told, I cannot independently verify this, but I'm told that this main event has a cult following. (laughs) We are going to talk about It Follows. I used to daydream about being old enough to go on dates. I had this image of myself holding hands with a really cute guy, driving along some pretty road. It's never about going anywhere, really. It's having some sort of freedom, I guess. <laughs> okay. You awake? What are you doing? You're not going to believe me, and I need you to remember what I'm saying. This thing, it's going to follow you. Somebody gave it to me, and I passed it to you. Wherever you are, it's somewhere walking straight for you. All you can do is pass it along to someone else. It could look like someone you know. Or it could be a stranger in a crowd. Whatever helps it get close to you. The IMDb description for this movie, which, by the way, it was totally worth it for me to look this up. (laughs) (laughs) A young woman is followed by an unknown supernatural force after getting involved in a sexual encounter. I like Which I it. think they copy and pasted from the last horror movie that they summarized on IMDb. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. So let's, let's talk about this. I, I think we've, we've all seen it because it was the only thing. So, Daniel, what did you think about It Follows? Hey, hang on just a second. Where can one see this? Can they, can they go to the it, theater? Well, you know, one can see this on pretty much any streaming site except the ones where you could get it for free with a subscription. Rent it from Amazon. Rent it from your on-demand cable service for those of you who still have cords that you have not cut. Um, gotcha. I'm assuming you can rent it on iTunes. I wouldn't know. I tried to spurn Apple at every turn. You can. You can, and I did. So, yes. All right. So, iTunes it is. I rented it on Amazon, so for the I. record. I did, too. Like boxed like a... Like an old geezer. Red box. Mm. Yeah. What is the like strange the your thing jib. you speak of? Is that the kiosk thing? Is that what Redbox is? It Redbox is. has an instant streaming service. No, they do not. Do they really? Yeah, they do. It Redbox shut down. instant. Redbox it shut down. Oh, okay. Oh, they did. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> yeah. On that note, Daniel, what did you think of this movie <laughs> that you watched on physical media? <laughs> well, I'm probably the the wrong person to start this discussion uh, because I just uh, horror movies aren't really my thing. Uh, You're the perfect I, movie to, person to start this discussion. <laughs> All right. Well, great then. Um, I mean, I like the timing of us doing this, uh, not just because it has cult following, but this week Wes Craven died. Yeah. And um, so it's it's pretty timely that we're reviewing a horror movie, especially like this, that feels very much like an homage to the classic uh, horror movies of the, of the 80s. And so um, that's sort of why I didn't like it, to be perfectly honest. I can't get into this type of movie um it was very slow intentionally so i, I know the, the things i didn't like were all intentional from the director so I, I i 
understand that, but I still didn't like it. It was very slow in terms of pacing, and um, it was very the characters were very odd and goofy, and not really realistic. The music was super '80s and retro, and I know it's all intentional, but I just you know if if you like classic horror movies, you'll you'll probably like this movie, but I don't, so it didn't. Uh, so I didn't like it. The cinematography, though is the thing that uh, really stood out to me. The movie looked really, really good. The shots had depth. They were really um, interesting. And so that's about all I can say about it. Not my thing. I see its value. Um, it's not like a bad movie. Really one that I can get into. So. I think you got to stop before that last sentence, but that's just me. Yeah, it doesn't touch um, your heart like Chad. Silver Linings Playbook. I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, unlike Daniel, grew up literally raised not literally raised but wait ra- a second yeah. raised <laughs> that would explain something. well hold on freddy krueger right, raised so, me well, raised in a, well, literally. this is where i was getting to raised in a home where we were not allowed to watch horror movies or r-rated movies and so my next door neighbor or across the street neighbor was a huge uh friday the 13th fan he loved jason Voorhees, and he had these vhs tapes that he would sneak over to our house and we would start watching. And so it was a combination of the not being allowed to see this combined with the fact that it was just so crazy that I really became a fan of that 80s genre type of horror movies. I loved the Friday the 13th, the Halloweens, the Night of the Living Dead, all of the slasher flicks. I, I really loved them. And so I responded to this movie very much in the same way with... Although I, this movie has some problems, and I don't know that it rises to the level that it, it's getting a ton of praise. I think it has like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yes, I just looked it up. 96%. Right? Super, super high. And so while I don't know that it reaches that level for me, I embraced this movie because it looks like an older movie. It plays like an older movie. It creates the atmosphere of an older movie. I, I really like it because it is, even though it feels like an homage, it also does some interesting new things. It, it feels feels less like a traditional horror movie and more like a dreamscape. You know, it's kind of a surreal world. It, it's unquestioned, at least to me, that the, the director creates a, a marvelous sense of tension and atmosphere. Uh, Daniel mentioned the cinematography. I, in general, am a tr- huge fan of wide shots in cinema. I love wide shots. This director uses lots and lots and lots of wide shots, and because of the conceit of the movie... I found myself in the movie, like, scanning the frame, looking for the creature walking towards our protagonist. And so, in that regard, I thought it was very effective. I enjoyed the slow pace. It felt very effective to me. Uh, While I didn't think it was super scary, uh, it felt... Horror, for me, is more effective when I'm kind of creeped out than I am just kind of you know, jump scares and being grossed out. And so the tension that it created for me was enough to really have me invested in it. So I, I would say that I really, really liked it. Not as much as maybe the the critical consensus is, but for me it was it was original and I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. The mechanic, the conceit we'll talk about in spoilers was really good. So for me, a big thumbs up. All right. That is a positive review from Chad. Melody, on to you. Well, I mean, I am probably in between Daniel and Chad when it comes to horror movies. Like, I, they're they're not my thing, but I like a good one now and then if it's good, right? So I was excited to see this, especially I, I had forgotten it was such a high Rotten Tomatoes score. But I remember when I saw that being like, oh, well, that, 
we should watch that. That looks good. It was it was fine. Like it uh, it wasn't specifically scary to me. Uh, I was expecting it to be a lot more scary, and you know, with jump scenes and and whatever. So it, it wasn't like terrifying to me. It was very disturbing to me, however, and mm-hmm. perhaps it's just because I don't watch a lot of these movies anymore. So they are more disturbing because I'm less desensitized than I used to be. But I will tell you, I had really horrible nightmares after I watched <laughs> Yeah, this you did. All right. Like, really, really bad ones. But I wasn't scared during the movie. So I don't know. It, it did have that level of disturbing that I, I'm sure it was going for. And I get the whole, like, stylized um, stuff, which I definitely want to talk about some of the stylized stuff in spoilers. But now is probably not the time for that. It, it was okay. I, I wish that it had the resolution had been a little bit more fulfilling. I wish that the characters were a little bit more relatable or intelligent. But I guess that's not really what these movies go for. So... I think it was a good representation of what I was trying to be. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Spectacularly non-committal review from Melody. <laughs> Chris, yeah, you're yeah. up. Yeah. Um, so I really did like the cinematography and the art style of the film quite a bit. That was the thing that struck me while I was trying to, uh, after I'd watched the movie and was thinking about it more critically. It was it was really, really well built. The world is... Definitely, like you said, Chad, it felt more like a dream. They did things that were so strange. The art direction, you know, it made you feel like you were in the 80s. You had a lot of tube televisions and older cars, and yet the characters had cell phones that we don't have in our world. So, I, you know, there was definitely a something you you knew you were in a place that was not quite reality um and the music was very ambient and very synthetic and very you know like like you were saying 80s that kind of just real ambient wine uh, throughout the entire film that was very unsettling and you knew something creepy was going on did you guys see by any chance quentin tarantino's response to this film that came out this week i have did you see this no but i can only imagine it was incredibly pretentious oh my goodness (laughs) maybe and spoilers perhaps we can talk a little bit about it and and but quentin tarantino did a response to it follows this week and uh it, it was fascinating to read his critique of the film because it's been so popular and he's doing things that people would consider to be different uh, or at least maybe even going back to uh, some conventions and then you know putting their own twist on it and so overall i actually enjoyed i i felt like there was a lot going on i felt like there was there were layers to be cracked and sure. uh there was there's things that i could think about and and what what did that mean and why did this happen and but afterwards I got under Reddit and it just felt like not really like the director and the writer was more like, we're just going to throw things out there and, and see what sticks. Um, and that kind of was a little disappointing, I guess I was hoping that there would be a lot more philosophical, like (laughs) deeper reasons for some of the things, uh, that happened in this film. And I don't know, it just didn't really quite get there for me. So that was a little disappointing is that, that, that kind of, uh, afterward type stuff that I normally get to do in these what I felt like might be a more uh, deeper film it wasn't there but I think overall it just it it seemed like it was trying to do something different uh, it was definitely uh, well directed sometimes well acted it, it felt it felt like it was creating a world that was different interesting and um, fresh off of a something that we'd seen many times before like in the 80s and so on and so forth so for that I think I would give it kudos 
an A for effort. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. Let me let me gather myself here from from the fact that I just heard Chris said he thought there were layers to this movie <laughs> and deep philosophical hoping, meaning. Hope, hoping that there was. Hoping but you watched the movie. This was after you had watched the movie that you had this hope oh, is, is the problem that I have in my head. So let me take a step back up into my ivory tower. <laughs> a, a couple people have hinted at this or said it, and it is that you're comparing It Follows to its genre and saying that, well, in this genre, it does some unique things and it's you know it 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 calls back to some older conventions and it pays homage to this and it does this now it's a similar thing to me to what we were saying about avatar in that the only thing you can talk about is it in relation to a genre and in relation to convention and that means it has nothing to say for itself and my kind of general theory about horror movies is i might be biased by the fact that i don't like bad movies but I maintain. Did you say you don't like movies or bad I don't like bad movies. Okay, I'm sorry. In which the horror genre is almost almost universally bad movies. I maintain Mm. my claim that men watch horror movies primarily for sex or gore, uh, where sex means nudity. And the reason women watch horror movies is I have no idea why women (laughs) watch horror movies. The scripts are almost universally terrible. Um, this is absolutely no exception. This script was awful. And they're built on some ridiculous facade that doesn't make sense when you apply it to life and the fact that it's supposed to creep you out and make you scared in your actual life in the real world. The only thing that, the only kind of franchise in the horror genre that maybe comes close to that is, I guess, saw or hostel where you're in an actual situation and you get kidnapped by a psychopath and you know blah 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 so in theory that could you know actually happen but everything that involves all this supernatural nonsense gets some monster gets passed on through sex and it shape shape shifts and it's ridiculous the music Chris had the perfect term to call out the music, which was an incessant whine that would not stop. It was. It was self-conscious. It pulled you out of the situation rather than into it. And this movie features the worst out loud reading of the love song of J. Alfred Prufrock that I'd ever heard. (laughs) So there's that. And I'll just stop there. I guess we can go into spoilers. I've ranted enough. But, um... To, to wrap up, as we usually do, should you see it? No, you shouldn't see it. It's terrible. Go do something <laughs> else with your hour and 40 minutes. Daniel, what did you think? See it or not see it? I wouldn't recommend it, but I, the only way I would say to see it, despite everything Josh just said, if you like horror movies, you will probably like this movie, uh, even though I don't like them. Fair enough. So there's that. Fair enough. Chad? Yes, you should see it. You guys are crazy. This <laughs> idea that because it has supernatural, it's nonsense. Move. What are you talking about? The story. Yeah, I mean, that, within sci-fi, the, within I, the, I mean, come on. Within the world yeah, that ridiculous. this story is telling, it it establishes the rules kind of cl- not not kind of very clearly early on, so you know what's happening, you understand the stakes. So so disregarding it on that level is nonsense. You Num- listen to half of my. Hold criticism. on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm just getting started. Number two. <laughs> Number two, the, the idea that it because it subverts a genre makes it invalid, and that's the same thing as saying 
equates to that's the only thing that you can say about it is also nonsense. That's not the only thing that you can say about this movie. That's a valid praise when you take in a well-established genre and then twist it in such a way that is unique. That You works listened to none of my way. criticism on that count. That's uh, not what I said at all. That's not what you said at all. No, you what did, I said was said the it, only thing you, you can say about this movie is, is a good horror movie. You are comparing a movie to a pile of crap and saying it's good because it's better than this no. pile of crap it's next to. Actually, what you said was you can't take a movie just because it subverts the genre and then use that as a reason to praise it because that's just that's, like I Avatar. Did not use the word subverts, and that's not what I said, okay. but okay, go so on. For all of our listeners, when I edit this part in that plays exactly <laughs> what Josh said, just remember that. <laughs> It is that you're comparing It Follows to its genre and saying that, well, in this genre, it does some unique things and it's, you know, it, it, it calls back to some older conventions and it pays homage to this and it does this. No, it's a similar thing to me to what we were saying about Avatar in that the only thing you can talk about is it in relation to its genre and in relation to convention. Number three, if you like movies in the 80s, movies like The Evil Dead, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, whatever, The Fly, The, the Shining, American Werewolf in London, Poltergeist, Reanimator, you sleep, you know, Sleepaway Camp, you will love this movie. This is a movie that is right in that vein. It, it does create an atmosphere of, of tension. The conceit is interesting. It's something that I've never, especially when we get into spoilers, we'll talk about it, especially, especially how it also works backwards not just forwards as far as the passing it along thing I thought was very interesting. So I think you should see this movie. I do, you can't see it in the theater anymore, but if you just like a well-made, beautifully shot film, you should see this movie. All right, who are we at? Melody, yes or no? Uh, I mean, I do not understand that such high praise from, from Chad, but uh, uh, yeah, if you're a guy, sure, like Josh was saying... <laughs> It is a very sexually disturbing film. Like, I'll just leave it at that. So if you're okay with that and you like horror movies, sure. If you're not, then no. Don't see it. Chris. If you're looking for a different kind of horror film, I think you'll find some things to like about it. Unlike what Chad was just saying, I feel like the the faults of this film almost break it, specifically because it does set up rules and then almost immediately begins to break them. Um, and that was the problem that I really had with the movie. It just You never really understood what the rules were uh, and yep. how, how they could be, uh, you know, why one thing happened to one person that it doesn't happen the same way to the, the other. It just didn't, it, just, it seemed a little too convenient, uh, too frequent uh, to really, like I said, I wanted to be able to, find a reason why those plot holes were there. I thought maybe there was, like I said, a philosophical or a, they were trying to be smarter than I could, uh, than I thought. But as it turns out, they just really weren't. It just was, you know, they wanted to uh, have some, have some fun and, and do something a little bit different. And I wish it would have been a little deeper than it was. But if you want to have, you know, some time to turn off your brain and watch a movie that does different things with a, 80s film and you know be a little twisted i think 
I think you'll get something out of it. You already outvoted three to two, but thank you for your opinion. Yeah, not a problem. All right, so let's move into spoilers. This is what Fight Club is. You do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to hog to hide. However, the reason the Führers brought me off my Alps in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. So do you want me to pull up Quentin Tarantino's uh, little rant he did? Uh, it doesn't matter. Was it positive or negative? Like, would I want to read it? Oh, yeah, you'd you love, you'd it, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he definitely tears tears it a new one. Um, because All right, I'm pulling it up now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this is what he says. Um, the director could have kept his mythology straight. He broke his mythology left, right, and center. We see how the bad guys are. They, they're never casual. They're never just hanging around. they are always got one look, and they're always progressively moving towards you. Yet in the movie theater, the guy thinks he sees a woman in a yellow dress, and the girl says, what woman? Then he realizes that it's a follower. So he doesn't realize the follower upon just looking at her. She's just standing in the doorway in the theater, smiling at him, and he doesn't immediately notice her. You think that he of anybody would know how to spot these things as soon as possible. Uh, we spotted them among extras, you know what I mean? Like, it's obvious who they are. The movie keeps on doing things like that, not holding to the rules it sets up. Like, okay, you shoot the bad guys in the head, but, but that works for only 10 seconds? Well, that doesn't make any sense. What's up with that? And then, all of a sudden, the things are aggressive, like they're picking up appliances and throwing them at people. Now, now, now that's strategizing. That's never been a part of it before. I don't buy that thing uh, that it's getting clever. Uh, when I don't buy that the thing is getting clever when they lower him, him into, into the, the pool. That's not clever. Not clever. Yeah. Also, that gorgeously handsome geeky boy. <clears throat> Everyone's supposed to be ignoring that he's gorgeous because that's what you do in movies. That kid obviously has no problem having sex with her and putting the thing on his trail. He's completely down with the idea. So wouldn't it have been, wouldn't it have been a good idea for her to f*** that guy before she went into the pool so at least two people could have seen that thing? It's not like she, uh, she'd have been tricking him into it. It's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's so funny, and then he, then, then the director responds and says, "We should get together, Quentin. I have some notes for you as well." <laughs> oh snap! But he's right. Yeah, no, he is right. He, he missed he missed one thing, and he missed the thing where uh, they're all sitting in the circle outside, and that girl in the soccer outfit walks yep. by at a normal speed, and then one guy is really freaked out. He's like, "Do you all see her?" When he's just got through telling the girl that the thing always moves slowly. Right, and, but also, no, no, the biggest problem for me is, so the, the guy that she has sex with. The, she, she, Which time? Uh, the neighbor? Second, the one. neighbor, the neighbor. He, he is in her home, he's in his house, right? And he watches the it break into the house. And so she goes into the house and the mom, the boy's mom is banging on uh, his door. And he opens it up and immediately she jumps on him, right? And kills him. Sucks him, whatever, whatever that is. And then, you know, she freaks out. Then, later in the movie, she's sitting on the beach, right? And the thing 
instead of jumping into her and killing her, just picks her up by the hair? Like, why? Yeah, that was weird. Why? Yeah, that's why why do that? Like, I didn't see anybody notice that, but like, the, the thing, it acts differently for the main protagonist than it does for anybody else in the movie, just so that she can get away and we can kind of be freaked out and it just it, it it just kept breaking the rules like that. And honestly, what I was meaning when I say more philosophical, I thought that perhaps it did treat her differently because it was something different for her than it was for others. And I was like, okay, so maybe it represents like obviously it represents death. I mean, that is obviously what it is. You know, it's always moving towards us. We can't avoid it. It's going to happen some other time. It's just always following us. So I get that, but. I don't know. It just it just seemed weird that in the context that it didn't actually like. I don't know. It just it felt like it performed differently for for different people, and it never really kept those rules straight. So that kind of broke the movie for me when I realized there wasn't a deeper meaning behind it. Yeah, but I think there there are all kinds of potential metaphors that you could throw onto this thing, and and honestly, I don't know that the director's intent is relevant to what someone takes from the art. I mean, you take from it what you take from it, and you interpret it how you interpret it. Um, uh, it does make I mean, me. It does make me sad that he that you. I haven't read that piece, but that he says they didn't really have a lot on their mind. Although it's, that's fairly obvious because it would be a pretty shallow metaphor. Some people have said this is a an STD fable. Some people have said no. That's I'm, not what that uh, is. It's it a great abstinence only propaganda piece. I think that's what it is. Um, sure. Well, but I they, don't think you, so. Okay, I don't think but it again, is. That's, you guys back and forth is you're proving my point. You take out of it what you take out of it based on your experiences, and and they're clear. I don't think so. I sure, think it's pretty obvious you you don't that this is so. no. I didn't. I, think I didn't think it was death ever. I always related it to sex, a hundred percent. Not not that. Oh, like, absolutely. Not, oh, not it's not about that. Okay, but okay. it's not about that to you. But it could be about that to me, and that's my whole point. The artist's intent is irrelevant. It's what you take from it based on your so, experiences. Okay, so when you say it from that perspective, so what is it then? If it is, if, if it relates to sex, what is Again, it? Again, I'm not looking for the literal interpretation of what it is. I'm looking for the metaphorical message that that is within the entire piece, trying to find what is it that this means, what does it represent to me. Um, and again, I think a lot of the actions – in the, a lot of the bad acting, I think, was related to the fact that I think this director was trying to get at these are teenagers that are at a time in their life where sex is very important, but it's also dangerous and it has consequences and you make dumb decisions like the, the idea that this guy was just like, yeah, this thing is going to kill me, but let's have sex anyway, is is in line with what a, a teenage hormonal teenager would be like you know regardless of the consequences i just want to do this thing so i think that was kind of what he was going for that's at least how i took it so i never viewed it as death is the thing that's marching towards me but you did so that's that's great what did you think melody you said that you had did you think it was more related to sex or was it more death or what well yeah i mean it seemed to me that like when the death did come it was like a sexual death obviously at least for the neighbor boy it was but it seemed that the other deaths that we saw after were also sexual in nature. So, uh, yeah, I mean, to me, the whole the whole thing was that, I mean, that's the first thing I said when we first found out, you know, how it was passed. I was like, so this is an STD. Like, that's what this is. That's what I'm watching. Great. This is amazing. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't I didn't get the like death is always moving towards you thing either. But and I, I, I love the I love the idea that. You can pass it forward, but then if you die, it comes back because then that coming back 
could so go, okay, could, so let me could infinitely come back. So can I ask you a question then? Sure. So the the so th- that was another thing that broke broke my understanding of the film because I and when they explained that immediately I thought well then what was the first scene in the movie? The first scene in the movie, the girl saw was the only rational person in the in the movie. No, yeah, she, she just let it. Get her. Yeah, she saw the creature. Nobody else did. They thought she was crazy. She was running right. away. It was chasing her. She just gave up, tired of running, and just sat down on the beach and accepted what was going to happen. Right. So how did she fit into the line? It just went back to the person who... Right. Yeah. It, the, like it, it can go back and back. So like you could pass it on 35 times, and then three years later, all those people, if they don't continue to pass it on, it can work its way all the way back, which is why okay. it was such a an effective conceit to me because you're never truly safe. Right. No, I under, I understand that. But so we, we, that, that happens. And then, so we're led to believe that perhaps the guy that she meets at the beginning of the film, uh, and has sex with is the one is obviously previously in that line. Correct. Right. So she would have, she, he would have had yeah, to been sure. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So like his knowledge of the creature is totally like, I don't know. It just it just seems so the way he acts, especially like Josh was saying, that he is not always figured out like not to have his back to people to be. You know what I mean? Like he would always be like aware of his surroundings and not let people ever sneak up sure, on him. Or, but I mean, at some point, Chris, if you've done it long enough, you you can estimate where you're going to be and how much yeah. time you have. I mean, at some point, you have to have a movie, right? If everything is going to be its logical. Uh, down to the yeah. next logical conclusion, then you don't. You, you got to tell a movie. It's got to be cinematic. There have to be devices that allow the narrative to unfold. Okay, so let me ask you this: Where, when did this? Does this movie take place in a alternate reality? Yes. Please explain this, someone. I don't think that. I think it's intentionally ambiguous. It's. It definitely doesn't feel like the '80s, and it definitely doesn't. It feels like it's maybe a little. Like because of some of the gadgetry, like you mentioned, like it's beyond 2015. That I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. that it. I don't know that it matters. It's but just everybody you know, had tube televisions, and they're all the the yeah. cars were 1980s cars. Like yeah. you know, every, every single know. one of the cars. I don't know. Well, not only were they tube televisions, they're all watching black and white stuff. On yeah, yeah, old sci-fi stuff, and that's what kept like I kept thinking to myself yeah. like, but that's cool. there's something deeper here. I know. I agree. Universe. I agree, but the, there wasn't any payoff to any of that. Like yeah. I was hoping there was going to be some it, sort of a payoff. Yeah. It's yeah. subtext. That's good enough. No, it's that's stupid. Not, that's not What's the point of putting that in if you're not going to use it for anything? It was weird. Yeah. It was also interesting that there was literally no functioning adults in the film. Yeah, that right. is a good point, actually. But again, I think that goes back to what I was saying, is that I think the director is trying to put you in the space of teenagers that are in that in that mode of life. Adults are just there, but you, are there, I agree. But you have blinders on to what's going on in your world, and that's the only thing that's important. So I think that was a choice, and I thought it was effective. Yeah, I did too. I, I totally I, agree. I thought that was actually it worked. Yeah, I totally for agree. sure. Yeah, they're, they're, that's I guess what was most disappointing to me is and and seeing you know the high praise that it was getting and that it had this like we said cult following. I was expecting it to have that depth, and so at the beginning of the film, and I was noticing that there were tube televisions and sci-fi shows and weird gadgets and the parents were always shot from the back and we never really saw uh, and everyone only had moms everyone only had mom yeah that's true except for the first girl yeah it yeah just but was the, the last shapeshifter was her dad so yeah yeah exactly and there was you know obviously some sort of a message obviously there like it Wait, was there it was what 
Yeah. Was there? Are they just trying to be freaking disturbing? I know, I know, I know. What are they trying to say there? I don't think Um, they're trying to say anything. I just think they're just trying to be disturbing, like just to freaking mess with your head. Like how the one—I don't want to see that. The one shape-shifting part was incontinent. That was fun. The the one the one half-naked girl who was shuffling towards her slowly that they had to focus that she was pissing down her leg. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was nastiness that I, I don't want to see, and I, really I do, don't really want to talk about it anymore. I do agree. I do agree. It just was in, it was it was inconsistent. I guess is the word I would use. It was there was a lot of great good ideas that could have been made into a great movie, but I think it, because of it, it, inconsistency, it was I don't know lukewarm for me. And I like how they ended with a line from Dostoevsky rather than writing their own last line to make us think that they ended on an intelligent note. So there did was you, no good line in the script. Did, did you um, guys ever figure out who that girl was? She was her sister. She, she was whose sister? The main actress's sister? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just felt, she felt really odd. There's actually a couple of theories online that she is the like she's the cause of everything. Like it was really <laughs> weird. I'm telling you, I looked. For you know, there was a there meeting. was a point in the movie where I was like, "Wait, this girl is it not does a sister." Look like her. Yeah, no, it and, is. she is. And she and she also is the only one who she's the one who's always on the cell phone and she's yeah. she's saying these odd oh, things no. and it's just it, I, I'm just saying I'm just saying like there was a I don't know there, there's odd theory and I was looking for those. Obviously, I think they're all reaching. I agree with you, Josh. I'm just saying. You know, I want the people were looking for depth. Yeah. And they're they're looking, but they're going to find none. Listen, that's fine. People, <laughs> this movie is nowhere near as bad as they're making it sound. They are my dear friends. This movie is every bit as bad as we it's are making it sound. not anywhere near that bad. If you enjoy horror, you will enjoy this movie. If you don't enjoy horror, I, there's no horror no, movie that's going to make you enjoy it. I agree okay, with you. I completely I, agree with that statement. If you enjoy horror movies, I already don't know how to talk to you. So <laughs> there we go. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm being harsh just because we're in spoilers and I'm talking about the things I did not particularly like because of spoilers. But I, I, I side more on, on your side, Chad. I'm maybe being too harsh. But I feel like there are really good moments in this movie that could have turned out a lot better than they did. That's all I'm saying. All right. You're listening to The Screeners Podcast. Thanks for downloading the Screeners Podcast. We love to hear from you guys, so please let us know what you think. Uh, If there's something that we didn't quite hit on enough for you and you'd like to hear more on, uh, let us know. If there's something that we were way, 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 way off base on, let us know that too, because we want to make the show as good as it possibly can be. So drop us a line, whether that's via email, screenerscast at gmail.com. You can tweet us at screenerscast. Leave a comment on our website. However you want to get in touch with us, please do that so we can make this thing better. All right, guys, I think that wraps it up for us. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.